<laughs> I hope you can hear that. We've just tried to clink our mugs together because it's even though it's quarter to six in, in the afternoon, um, I'm drinking tea. Michelle's drinking some coffee. Because I've been at work and I really need a coffee. <laughs> Fair enough. I, yeah. I, you know, lucky enough not to work on the weekend. I've had a pretty relaxing day. But um, anyway. I had to go cover a food eating competition today. Yeah, that sounds like which so much fun. was. Yeah, it's not my thing, not my cup of tea. <laughs> well, I've got my <laughs> cup of tea. Anyway, so yes, welcome to Better Words. Um, my name is Caitlin. I blog at Just a Bookish Babe. And joining me, drinking coffee at six o'clock at night, is Michelle. <laughs> hey there, I blog at The Unfinished Bookshelf. Yeah, so um, food eating competition. Yeah. That sounds so much fun. I mean, I went to the beach today. That sounds it's, uh, actually, it's like winter in Queensland. I didn't swim, but I sat on the beach and read. Very nice. And who did you see at the beach? Yes, I went to, you'll have seen this on our Instagram stories, hopefully. If you're not, follow us at Better Words Pod. Anyway, I went and saw Anna Daniels at a local hey. book signing in a cutest cafe called Chapter, which is in Yapoon, which is just outside of Rockhampton, where we're all from. We, well, we live, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, awesome. Nice to, you know, just I went down to my brother. We like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, how did your hey. 15-year-old brother enjoy that? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was fine. I bought him a caramel latte. He was all right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Mm. He's almost finished reading the Harry Potter series. So when I was reading on the beach, he was reading on the beach as well. Oh, Yeah. It was cool. So that That's was my day. Fun. Other things going on at the moment is um, we started a little while ago, but I'm going to mention it now, is we've actually started, well, I've started, Rehearsals for a production of Les Mis or Les Miserables or Les Miserables, <laughs> however you choose to say it. I'm going with Les Mis. Let's just leave it there. So, yes, we've talked a bit about it, a little bit about it before. I think we have, that, yeah. you know, we're both into musicals. I've performed in many. I don't want to pretend that I'm like super talented or anything, though, but <laughs> I enjoy them a lot, and that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about participation and enthusiasm and enjoyment. Exactly. It's so much fun. I love it. And um, I will just say that, of course, we're doing Les Mis, so if you know anything about this musical, you probably know that there's scenes with prostitutes, and I just really wanted to be a prostitute sex worker now, but, you know, in 18-something, when Les Mis is set, there were prostitutes, there were whores, there were... Just acknowledging that we know that that... (laughs) Yes. It makes me so uncomfortable. But yes, I... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'll take my PC out. Well, when we're talking about it in Les Mis, I think okay. the PC hat is off. We're not talking about it now. Caitlin um, did come to me, though, and be like, I want to be a whore. I was like, okay, I Caitlin, that's and great. I am. <laughs> so that's that's quite exciting. I'm very In looking, the show. I'm, in the show, yes. I'm really looking forward to um, performing this show. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, but you know what? I'm actually, unfortunately, not going to see it because I'm going to be in the UK, which is super exciting. Yeah, bummer for you. <laughs> um, it is actually a bit sad because I really did want to see Caitlin in this. Um, yeah, Michelle doesn't get to see me pretend to be a whore. <laughs> um, it actually works out very funny because you didn't end up doing the like, you didn't end up doing the show last year, which was Chitty Chitty was, Bang Bang. Yes, but um, I was unable to do it, and I'm able to see it because I was going overseas. Yeah, and that was when I went to Cuba. So. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's the time to travel, clearly. It's really exciting that I'm going because, like, we had some pretty serious illness um, in my family and um, I was meant to go on this different trip with my dad and we had to cancel it. But now I'm going by myself. Um, and Michelle's going to have a fabulous holiday. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so glad that you still get to go. Yeah. I'm so excited and I'm so, I'm so, I'm nervous, but I'm staying with, a lovely friend who I actually met book blogging. Hey, Jasmine. So I know you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and another reason why I need coffee is because I'm calling her tonight and the time difference between here and the UK is a pain in the bum. Yep. So sure um, <laughs> we'll be FaceTiming after we record this. Um, and I'm hoping to go to Scotland for a bit as well. And I'm hoping to do like all literary themed stuff. And of course, I'm going to Liverpool and doing all the Beatles stuff because yeah. I've wanted to do that for years. Of course. Beatles comes first. But I it have does. to ask, um, on the, you know, literary theme, are yeah. you hoping in Scotland?
Scotland and I think they do some filming in Ireland to go to where they film Game of Thrones. Uh, yes. Because I've am. never seen a single episode and <laughs> I still so would. I still would go to where they film but Game of Thrones. It's awesome. I think you were telling me, or someone was telling me that lots of places in Oxford, which is where I'll be staying with Jasmine, are places where they film different parts of Harry Potter as yeah. well. I mean, so I'll be able to just see random bits. They film Harry Potter like everywhere. But yeah. there's a lot of different Harry Potter I'm so tours excited and everything for that you can do. I literally could plan a whole European holiday around Harry Potter and still not do everything. Would you like to do that for me? Because I've got to plan stuff. Yep, I'll look okay. that up for you. <laughs> Actually, no, it is really exciting. I sent this to Kate on the other day. Um, there's a really cool uh, – I can't even remember what the exhibition now, but there's some sort of Harry Potter-themed thing going on at the British Museum. So I will 100% be going to that um, because, unfortunately – because of the changes in our travel plans and stuff, I left it too late to book a proper studio tour for a like decent time. So I'm just chalking that one up. Like I'll do that next time. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it. Yeah, it's we'll get hard. to it eventually. Um, and the other place I really want to go, even though I haven't actually read, I've only read one Jane Austen, is Bath. Um, oh, cool. I didn't want to say anything because I feel like I'm going to spoil it for myself. Because I always do this. I always pick up a, a classic book and I get a few chapters in and then I put it down. But I did start reading Persuasion, okay. which is one of Jane Austen's novels set in Bath. Um, and I just don't, didn't want to jinx it for myself. So, like, I haven't marked it on Goodreads or anything because I just... You didn't want everyone to know. know. And now but they now do. they do. <laughs> and already I've had to put it down because we are doing an interview with someone later in the week and we have to read their, yeah, book, we're first. their book first. And I've also got uni and stuff. So I've already had to put it down because I'm working this weekend. Otherwise I would have got through them. Like, Completely changed yourself, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Well, do you know what? I, I just finished reading this one. Um, no Filter by Ollie Collins. Oh, I really, 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 really wanted, wanted to read this book when yeah. I like, heard about it. It sounded so cool. And um, when I first started reading it, I started reading it pretty much after I got it, but um, when I first started reading it, I was enjoying, you know, the stories of our two different characters, which is Liam and Emerald. But I almost was, just as I was starting to think, is a little bit slow it really picked up and then I like couldn't put it down and I read it so quickly and I really kept like staying up past my bedtime I was like reading till like 11 p.m at night which probably doesn't sound that late but I was tired and I haven't read a book in so long where I really couldn't put it down that's so good I saw that that is available to borrow as an ebook from our library so I might have to add that to my holiday reading list I think it would be a good holiday read. Just yeah. a fast one. I like something that's light that I can get yeah. through. I mean, it was... Either that or a crime thriller because I find they're books that you just can't put down. They're good for planes. You don't yeah, get bored. exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Well, this one would probably be a good plane read, I think. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I also wanted to mention my most recent binge watch. I don't even mention this to you because I wanted to tell you now. Okay. So, you know how... I'm pretty sure it was in our... Last episode for when this airs, but anyway, for when this airs, I think it was our previous episode that Michelle mentioned that she was watching Santa Clarita Diet, and mm. I was freaking out. Mm. Yeah, because you mentioned it. You went and watched I, it again. Yeah, I watched oh. it again. <laughs> oh, I watched, I mean, it's it's like eight episodes. I watched it last weekend. It was, yeah. Oh, it was so good. I, yeah. I really love that show. It's I so can't great. wait for a second season. It's, I think it's underrated. Like, I know it got a bit of hype at the start, but then I didn't see it again. And yeah. I honestly think it's really, I it's think it's really so good. underrated. It's very, very clever. And Drew Barrymore is just fantastic. <laughs> so funny. So uh, good. I wanted to tell you about some of the movies that I've watched recently because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a huge movie watcher. Like, I'll watch lots of TV shows and stuff, yeah. but I actually really don't watch that many movies. So recently, I don't know why, but I've been on a bit of a binge. So... Um, the first one is one that, um, Jack and I found on Netflix and I can't remember how we found it. Oh, actually I was looking for, to see if, um, do you remember when we watched Wild Target together with Emily yeah. Blunt and Rupert Grimm? One of my favorite movies. And Bill Nye. And Bill Nye. It's um, awesome. I had forgotten to bring the DVD with me to his house and I was like, oh, I wonder if they have it on Netflix. 
and I searched it and you know how they have that thing that comes up like titles similar to yeah this thing came up called the young offenders and I was like oh look let's just watch it so what it is and I should have really looked this up um before I started talking but it's set in Ireland um which was basically enough for us to decide that we really want to go there (laughs) um because the scenery is gorgeous Um, which is going to sound funny when I tell you what it's about. So two teenage boys from Cork steal bicycles and ride off on a quest to find a missing bale of cocaine worth 7 million euros. <laughs> and the best bit is it's actually based on a real news event that happened. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. So, I love when that is. So what happened that. is there was like a, sh- a shipment or something and they the police like intercepted it off the coast but then all the cocaine like went like went overboard and was missing in the water or whatever so these guys who are who are essentially like they're drop kicks really like one of them's going like, around like dropouts not really well, making any one of them's themselves. going around wearing the mask of another criminal in the town stealing bicycles it makes sense and it's funny when you see it but he just goes around and steal, steals bicycles pretending to be someone else. And the other guy is just working in his mum's fish market. So they're kind of like, they're, they're kind of losers. Like, and his mum hates his, his best friend because um, he's the, the bike thief guy because yeah. like, she's like, well, he's, he's a loser. Yeah. Um, and this guy's like, oh, no, he's my friend. And they're cute Irish accents. Um, <laughs> and... But the, the bike thief guy actually has a really sad background, which they, they do really beautifully. Like, his dad is an alcoholic um, and he's saved up all this money. Okay, he may have got it by illegal means, but he saved up this money basically to get out from his dad and his dad continually steals his money um, oh. to, to buy alcohol. So he sees this thing on the news and he's like, look, we're going to do this. We're going to go, we're going to be 7 million pounds richer, 7 million euros richer, sorry. Um, and they go on this trip pursued by this crazy police officer who's, like, totally intent on finding out who's stealing the bicycles. <laughs> so he plants, like, a tracker on a really cool bike knowing it'll be stolen as bait. Oh, my gosh. And it's just the things they do along the way. It's so – you loved Wild Target, so I know you'll love this. Yeah, it's so like funny. But then it has – Crime comedy. Yeah, of, yeah, but then it has these really poignant moments, like, with their friendship and – Obviously, they're these macho guys as well, so they don't want to admit that they are, like, best friends. But then in their own macho guy way, they actually kind of do admit that, like, oh, they're really important to each other. And um, just the, the way it evolves with their family relationships as well and um, the, the, this guy's relationship with his alcoholic, abusive father is just done so beautifully. It's filmed beautifully the scenery is to die for and it's really funny as well and Hmm. I think you'll you'll love it because I think Wild Target's like that too it's got some really Mm. poignant moments but this even more so because their lives are pretty shit um and so you can understand why they want to escape by doing this but it's so funny and totally underrated like I've never heard of it before I only found it by randomly searching in Netflix so go watch it it's really good hmm. there we go so we have time to talk about the other movies I've watched or not um no <laughs> okay let's do it anyway um <laughs> because you're going to be really excited because I finally watched Deadpool oh okay yeah <laughs> oh now you want to talk about it oh, just, um just okay little. no I'll just do a really quick roundup of the other three movies I watched Deadpool loved it I don't like superhero movies I'm not a fan of superhero movies. Ryan Reynolds, though. Yeah, I know. Not for any particular reason apart from I'm just not interested in superhero mm. movies. I love Ryan Reynolds. I love this movie. You were right. I should have watched it earlier. It's, it's so good. It's so funny. Fourth wall break. <laughs> but, like, fourth wall break. Fourth wall break inside a fourth wall break. That's, like, 16 wall breaks. Like, <laughs> I just – he's so funny. I really liked him. I loved bit. him. Because um, anyone who watches has ever watched a Marvel movie, hopefully, would know that at the end of each Marvel oh, movie, the there's the, the end. bit at yes. the end. They do like sneak peeks of the next movie, or like a little extra bit. And um, with Deadpool, it, it is Marvel. Everyone expected it, but it's not really Marvel because it's not. It was like Sony, and I don't really know what the deal is. But like, 
This oh, isn't that long ago. And the yeah. technology is so different. I'm just like, this is insane. And they're like, oh, we could publish this online and do links online. And I'm just like, they are only just beginning so to see that. And there's one comment where the guy's like, look, our advertising revenue is falling. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you have no idea. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so That's great. So our guest today started an Instagram and then expanded to blog and YouTube channel, Lily Tales. She's the co-creator of Nook and Burrow, which has delightful bookish candles and notebooks and the cutest wooden bookmarks, which we both adore. She also works in publishing and is a big part of the bookish industry. Please welcome our guest today, Kate from Nook and Burrow. Or Lily Hi. Tales, either one. Yeah, from everywhere, really. <laughs> From the interwebs. Welcome, Kate. Yeah, that's right. Thanks. It's awesome to be here. <laughs> How did you get into blogging and BookTube and all that stuff? Um, I guess it starts with, yeah, like you said, my Instagram account, um, which I started, I think it was in 2014. So I basically set it up because I just wanted to talk to people about books and I didn't really have anyone in real life, I guess, um, who was like reading the same books as me. So I thought... I'll just start, I don't know, posting photos of books and, like, doing reviews and chatting about them and seeing if there was kind of anyone out there that was doing the same thing. And then there was. So, like, yeah, I went onto Instagram because that was sort of new and happening at the time um, and found this community, even though it was a lot smaller than it is now. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like, <laughs> when people started responding and were saying, oh, I'm reading that book too, and I loved it. And then we sort of ended up having these conversations around books. It was just awesome. I so, guess the irony yeah. there is that, you've gone on to meet people who can be friends in real life from the internet. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Like I'm such a big fan of the internet, whatever anyone like kind of blogs it for saying that it makes us anti-social. I'm like, no, that's not the case. I know. We have proof Uh, that we are social on the internet. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just thought, yeah. So when I first started, I kind of, yeah, found this like bookish community. And for me, that's kind of what I was seeking. And it's made more sense the longer that it's gone on. Um, as to why I kind of started, I guess, because I'm like, I feel that real, like, connection with people, and I think, like, I'm a bit of an introvert in real life, so having this, like, online community, I don't know, it's always, like, this bit of, like, support, and, um, yeah, I don't know, just really good to, like, engage with people who have similar interests, so, yeah, that's kind of where it all started um, with Lily Tales, so I've been doing that for, like, three years now, I guess, a bit over three years, Um, and then, yeah, I started doing, i been watching like booktube and lots of youtubers for a couple of years and then I sort of took the plunge about a year and a half ago to start filming videos which is like so daunting when you start. <laughs> um and yeah I still get like super nervous about it and I don't even know if I'm that good at it but I just keep going because I actually really enjoy the process. Yeah you don't have to tell us we're feeling yeah. the exact same thing about this podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like doing anything new is always daunting at the start but it's mm. just those things that you've got to do over and over again to improve I guess so yeah, and like again, BookTube is like another awesome book community that is like all inclusive and people have access to from all around the world. So it's awesome. I love it. It is such an awesome community, and like making yeah. friends all over the world and meeting people that you just would never get to meet in real life is so cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and you all have this common interest in like the pool together, and yeah, it gives you something to talk about, but beyond, I don't know, before you launch into talking about the rest of your life so it's this yeah really good like pull point I think and so many different niches too like you know yeah young adult or crime fiction or romance like there's so many different little groups yeah yeah and I think like um when I first started my Instagram account there were lots of YA bloggers and there still are I mean it's awesome um and I kind of wish I wish that that was around when I was a teenager because I primarily only read like adult sort of contemporary literary fiction or non-fiction I guess and yeah that's sort of a smaller niche within that book community which I still love but yeah it's just I love that there's so many different pockets. So how did you go um, into a business then how do you turn that into Nook and Burrow? Yeah I was thinking about this question um, I can't actually remember what prompted me to sort of make bookmarks I it just feels like I've been doing it for ages now that I yeah I can't quite remember where I first had the idea or what happened but um at the time, my partner, Sim, was making candles that weren't necessarily bookish-related. And I, we both, like, quite creative and, like, making things. And so I was like, I'm going to make bookmarks and see if, um, I don't know, I can sell them on Instagram. <laughs> and so, yeah, I started, uh, Sim is a graphic designer, so I came up with the ideas and sort of 
like jotted a few down and said, can you make these look good? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's and handy. I made, yeah, and then I made them um, and like put them onto wood and then I started an Etsy store to sell them. And um, yeah, it was great. And it was like having Etsy as a way to sort of get them out to the public, but then also like funneling that through my Instagram and just my blog group was like really helpful. So I sent some to like bloggers just to like get the word out um, and then continued like selling them at markets and online. And then so after I guess a year, um, Sim was selling candles and I was selling bookmarks and we were doing it separately on Etsy. And we were like, why don't we just create our own website so mm. that we can sort of house all of this, um, all of the stuff that we're doing to make it more effective and then we can sell other people's like things that they're making. And so yeah, I guess that's how like Nook and Borrow kind of came to be. Um, which was probably two years ago, um, which is crazy. (laughs) We've been doing it for that long. But, um, yeah, so, and now we have lots of stuff on there that are made um, primarily all around Australia, but a few, um, like, international makers, we sell their stuff on there. Um, And, yeah, like you said, it's primarily, like, bookish items, like notebooks and candles and bookmarks, and we just launched our own, like, little soap range that look like books. Yeah, they're um, so cute. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. I like them a lot. Sim's done an awesome job on that. That's all credit to her. Um, but, yeah, so it's really fun, like, coming up with ideas and sort of expanding the range, and, yeah, it's ours, and we can kind of do what we want with it. So it's free, like, we have freedom with it, and it's really exciting, but also because it's limitless, it's also sort of daunting as well. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. God knows what will be on there like this time next year, you know? Yeah, and it just like keeps going and which is awesome. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but um, (laughs) yeah, we kind of never intended to do that or set out to make a business that consumes a lot of our life now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's great. I love it. It's like our baby. (laughs) Um, What's the, like, do you know off the top of your head what the most popular candle and most popular bookmark would be? Yeah, I think Candle is probably the buttery beer one. That's a personal, um, that's a personal favourite of ours oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, Michelle actually really got good. me that one for Christmas. so And of oh, course cute. got myself one because I can't help myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's like a butterscotch vanilla one, so that's really good. Yeah. Um, and the bookmark, oh, I, don't know, I came up with like 10 designs uh, right at the beginning and they were like the currently reading ones, like bookstagram, hashtag ones, and they're sort of like have always been the most popular which I love because mm. I feel like that's, yeah, like that's the classic ones that mm. I came up with first and that were really tied to my blog and some of the ones that have done really well. So, yeah, I'd probably say those uh, up there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, good. I definitely need to update, like, now that I'm into Game of Thrones, I need to update my bookmark yeah. collection to add well, some Game of Thrones stuff. So I just yeah, love I would, uh, bookmarks just... so much. Yes. I have, a, like, <laughs> I have a whole collection of them. Oh, that's so I, cool. Like... How many do you have? Oh God, I don't. I don't even know. I just have like I've always had like yeah. a little um, pen holder thing, and I just pop them all in there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it'll include like concert tickets or like travel cool. tickets as well, yeah. and like little ones that I got when I was like six. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have. Oh, really cute. I actually have a mug that I keep all of mine in. And a couple <laughs> yeah, of weeks that. ago, my grandparents were staying with us, and um, my grandmother was had she had brought a book with her and she said oh caitlin can i borrow a bookmark and i was like yeah just wait and i went and got the mug and she just burst out laughing oh, take a pick. <laughs> oh. yeah i was like just pick one. Oh, that's so cool um speaking of game of thrones if you're looking for new things we are actually about to release a whole well we have additions to our range of game of thrones things coming out for season seven so that's so exciting that. yeah. okay. okay we're like working on the moment so i'm like yes excited to hear that other people are excited about it awesome yeah yeah and we will of course link to your shop and the website and everything in the show notes um so how do you actually like make the candles in terms of picking scents and working out what you're going to choose from books and stuff like that and what will inspire the candle yeah it's um oh that's kind of a hard question we usually i mean to be fair we kind of make the products that we make ourselves, we center around things that we're just really into. So we have like Harry Potter stuff, Game of Thrones, Alice in Wonderland, um, like Narnia. So they're kind of books that Sim and I both love. And we kind of discuss sometimes, like, maybe we should do things like this because we know that it's like really popular and people like it, but if either of us don't know enough about it. We're sort of reluctant to. Yeah, because it might not really work because, if you don't know yeah, enough about exactly, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're that makes huge sense. book fans. So we're kind of the target market for our own 
things. <laughs> so we basically, yeah, if we find something new that we love or we think, oh, we could do something like this that would be really fun and creative, then that's kind of how we steer the ship, even though I'm not sure that's the most effective way, but that's how it works anyway. Yeah, um, it's working, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so far, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess it's, I don't know, we kind of try to think, because on, like, um, Bookstagram particularly, there's, like, so many book candle brands now, like, lots of bookmarks, which is awesome. That's, that's great. Um, yeah. But I guess we don't ever want to sort of be necessarily, like, trend-led or um, if people make things that look really similar to ours, we're like, okay, we kind of want to pull it back from there and make, like, new things that we haven't seen before and just kind of have fun mm. with it. And that's, yeah, yeah always that's sort of looking for that new idea. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, Game of Thrones, like, season seven's coming out, so we're like, what, you know, what are the characters that we like and what could we sort of base around them um, that we think would be really cool? And if I come up with an idea, I'm like, well, I would buy that in a shop, so I'm going to make it, kind of thing. Um, Yeah, so has that kind of answered the question? Is that a really roundabout way of saying it? Well, even just the really practical stuff, like if you want to make a candle, how how do you get scents? Like I don't even know how that stuff works. Yeah. (laughs) Without giving away trade secrets. No, no, that's Yeah, you should see like underneath our stairs is like full of like stock and wax and jars and wicks and all of that kind of stuff that you kind of forget. Oh, yeah, we need all of those things to make this. Um, But a lot of that we just like learn along the way as lots of small businesses do. So, um, yeah, we go to a place that's just up the road actually, like a candle production warehouse and they have like, I don't know, hundreds of cents. (laughs) Yeah, Um, hundreds of cents and yeah, either we might see a scent and be like, oh, that sounds like, you know, something out of a book or or we come up with the idea first. Like, um, like for example, our Narnia Pine candle, um, we saw a scent that was like, uh, yeah, like wood and leaves and forest and that kind of thing. We were like, oh, that's like really suited to Narnia, so let's do something around that. Um, but we have a candle called Enchanted Library where we were like, hmm, what do we think of when we think of library and books and all of that kind of like cozy stuff and so we found a scent that we thought would suit it because it was like coffee and parchment and vanilla or yeah something like that so so it goes kind of each way and then we'll pick out the scent that we'll, we think will suit but yeah. yeah and um what about the bookmarks what's involved in making them again without they, giving away your yeah, secrets yeah. <laughs> um uh, so I use pine wood that we buy like big sheets of um and I cut them out all by hand and the they're all still like handmade so when I started um their orders were like pretty minimal so it was like easy to sort of keep them handmade and I'd cut them all out with a um oh, I've just forgotten the word not scalpel what's the word <laughs> uh Stanley knife that's the one oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I like roll them all up cut them all out get I mean them, honestly you it. could have said um what, what's that yeah. <laughs> and I would have been like yeah yeah oh cool yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so um, much I know yeah that's the process of basically um, printing things out and then printing it on wood using like a transfer gel mm-hmm. um, so it's got lots of different steps and even though we've kind of looked into automating it or getting them made I don't really want to like I really like the handmade process of it even though it's quite lengthy um, yeah I don't know I just, I'm kind of reluctant to change the process because I really like the way they look and I don't really want them to be like machine made or systemized so yeah. yeah it's kind of a lengthy process that incorporates like lots of different steps but I don't know, without that, I kind of feel like it lost its, I don't know, uniquity or something. I, I quite like making them. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I, I yeah, understand and, that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's really it cool you that you know that it's made by you. Yeah, I know, like, I kind of, it's still weird, like, when people take photos of them or, you know, tag me on Instagram and then I'm like, oh my god, I've, like, touched that, and now it's in, <laughs> I don't know, like, Sweden. <laughs> it's like, really funny, but it's travelled kind of all the way across the world and I know that I've made it and cut it out and sanded it and all the rest so yeah yeah I think that's really cool like I mean we have our bookmarks but mm-hmm. I didn't actually think they were entirely handmade like I didn't really think about it so yeah. that is so yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> yeah to be honest I didn't really give it much thought but yeah. yes that is yeah, very well, interesting like I don't want them to look you know amateur but um yeah, no they like certainly handmade. don't no, I, but I just think it's so sweet that, like, yeah, something that you've made is in different homes, potentially all around the world. Yeah, it's like just so awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, like, it's kind of overwhelming in a way because I never intended that to happen. It was just like, oh, I'll see if this works, and it did, and yeah, now we're here. <laughs> what's, um, what's your personal favourite product that you sell? Um, 
And I feel like it would have to be the bookmark because that's like mainly my thing. Mm. Um, oh, I don't know. That's hard. I really like the books in P one. It's like really simple, and again, that's from like the, one of the first ones I made. Um, and oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably go that one. Actually, we made these ones that I think I've pulled them off the website now, but they were like ones that were had said on them like proud fangirl and proud fanboy and we didn't really sell that well but I really liked them um yeah they're one of my faves as well (laughs) I like that um oh actually also the um I really like the eat sleep read repeat one yeah (laughs) that's a good one too yeah, it's a good magic. <laughs> it is. I actually I have a mug um, here on my desk um, from Jack Vanek, who hosts is one one of the hosts of the Lady Gang, which is a podcast we both love. Um, and it says, "Wake up, kick ass, be kind, repeat." So it's like my little oh, mantra for this year. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to be drinking coffee out of. Really. <laughs> um, what are some of the biggest challenges though you face uh, when you're running a small business? I think time is the hardest part because it's neither mine or Sim's full-time job. So because we do it from home and we have lots of other sort of like commitments, it's finding the time to actually work on the business without not like never having a life outside of the business. So I think that's Mm -hmm. like what we always struggle with um, and not, you know, working until 10 PM after we get home from work kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I guess there's no separation between work and home because we work from home as well. Um, yeah, I think that's probably – there's so many fun things about it, but it wouldn't still be here if we didn't work really hard. So, yeah, it's kind of this balance of, like, we love it. It's like a baby. We are so proud of it and we wouldn't want it any other way, but sometimes we're, like, pulling our hair out and we're like, I don't know how to do tax and accounts and <laughs> – all of that kind of thing and it's like we get to do all the fun stuff of coming up with the product but then we also have to do like admin and worrying about people's returns and candles arriving that are smashed and you know getting our stock to bookshops and stuff like that so I think it's when there's only two of you and you have to do everything in the business that's the challenge but it's really rewarding at the same time because I feel like I've learned so much and just going along you know you learn everything going along and that's really rewarding and I'm really proud of it because we have worked really hard and we've worked together and it's been really good so yeah it's kind of bittersweet it's challenging but it's really good oh that's cool I mean I can't do tax that scares me so much oh Mm. me too too difficult (laughs) I can't do that I I'm I'm a journalist I'm not good with numbers like honestly oh I can't do it yeah I feel you there (laughs) um so speaking of full-time jobs Am I right that you work in the publishing industry? Yeah, yeah. So I work for a small publisher. Um, we publish business and investment books, which kind of helps with the small business as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading a lot of them. Um, yeah, so I started there as an intern and now I work there three days a week, which is really good. Um, yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Um, I guess you see, you see a lot of the industry because you're working there but also being a blogger you're seeing things from within the community as well Mm. how do you think the publishing industry can improve to kind of keep up more with new technology so like influences on instagram and twitter and youtube and how can the publishing industry continue to become more diverse yeah that's a really good question i think particularly in australia i think we're like a little bit behind in terms of publishers working really closely with book bloggers in particular um and I would love to see more of that happening because I think bloggers really want to be involved and they're really excited about the books and they've got this community and like audience I guess you could say that want to hear about books yeah so I think publishers could better utilize that by sort of working more not necessarily one-on-one but really like targeting the books that they're releasing with the bloggers that are most interested in that book like I don't know about you guys, but the way that it works for me at the moment is, um, like, I get sent, like, catalogs and I get sent books, but it's kind of like a widespread, like, fire, you know, they just throw out whatever they're publishing and then it's sort of up to the blogger to say, well, I'm interested in that book or I could create some content around that book. Um, What do you think? But there's not really much interaction at the moment between the publishers and the bloggers. Um, So I think that is a space that could really, like, be grown on. Yeah, yeah like I think that in, I think that that relationship could certainly be um, improved like and out. to be more yeah. to be more effective because mm. I mean 
I'm still a bit new at the blogging game thing, but I, I mean, I do get sent catalogs from one yeah. or two publishers. But even without that, I did get, I've been sent like one book that I didn't actually request. Yeah. And I feel so bad because I would never, ever read it in a million years. Oh, like it was just not my thing. You can't And I feel like though. it's such a waste. Like it is, but like I, cause I was reviewing books for work at one stage and despite like letting people know I must still be on a general list and I still get books that I'm like never going to read and I just I have to mm. pass them on to people in the office because not only do we not do reviews at a like our publication level anymore I just don't have time I don't have time to read yeah. the books that I buy that I want to read and I mean I don't <laughs> I, I don't want to sound ungrateful I really don't but like I, I feel bad that another person isn't enjoying that book and I'm getting sent yeah. it when I'm not going to get a chance to read it exactly. so I often like yeah. I try to give them to other bloggers and stuff like that but yeah I think yeah. a more targeted yeah more I, I feel like I, I don't from what I've seen of um, bloggers and YouTubers in the UK, they seem yeah. to be a little bit better at that. I think you're right, Australia's very behind on yeah. that. Yeah, I've sort of noticed in the last couple of months it's sort of picking up a bit. Like, um, for example, Melbourne Writers Festival this year have for the first time like a digital influencer program um, where they're getting bloggers to come along to events and like review them and let people know about it. And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. what we want to do. And Good. I think, Why don't we so live good. in Melbourne? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I think does Sydney Writers Festival do that as well? I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I know I know what you mean about the UK. Like, I follow lots of booktubers who live in the UK and they, you know, around book prizes and certain titles and different publishers really seem to know the bloggers and know what they're into and work with them and, like, collaborate in that way that it's going to be the most, like, effective for the publisher but also for the bloggers community to be excited about the books and find out about new books and that's what everyone kind of wants. So I would love to see that in Australia. Like, I'd be more than happy to come up with ideas myself but also to sit down with publishers and they ask you know me and other bloggers well how can we work together to sort of make this work better because at the moment it's a bit wishy-washy I don't know I don't mm. know how else to describe it it's a yeah. bit like I, I think wishy-washy is good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what it feels like so yeah I think it will happen it just is not happening very frequently as far as I know mm. at the moment so, I mean we'll I don't know about you but ever since I started blogging and discovered this community, most of my recommendations come from other bloggers. You know, I'm not... Yeah, yeah definitely. Or like not, close friends or, or if I yeah. if I see them in a, like a Dimex catalogue or something, I'm I'm not... I kind of think, oh, who have I seen lately who really enjoyed that? Like, oh, yeah. Kate posted a photo and really enjoyed it and we have similar tastes, so I might like yeah. this too. It's always relating back to the community somehow and have I seen this somewhere... And I'm yeah. very wary of books that I haven't seen anywhere, which is, <laughs> is terrible. But also I'm like, oh, if no one else is, that I know has enjoyed this, will I like it? It's, yeah, it's so yeah, based like on... the power of recognition as well. Like if yeah. I go into a bookshop and if I've seen it on someone's YouTube video, I've seen it on someone's Instagram, I'm like instantly sort of my eye is drawn to it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the same kind of thinking. Like I saw that on her channel and she really enjoyed it. So now I'm more intrigued and more likely to kind of pick it up. Um, which I guess is why people call them influencers. But, um, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I think it's really, like, powerful. And you're right, I don't really look through bookshop catalogs. Like, I love going to an actual bookshop and browsing that way. But, I mean, I spend so much time online, and particularly on, like, Bookstagram accounts. So if I'm seeing it there, I'm already engaging with the book before I even have it. And, yeah, yeah I think that's really powerful. So if, if we can achieve that in a better sense... Um, not just for like marketing or promotional purposes, but just because the people are there ready to and wanting to find out more. So I think, yeah, publishers can utilize that and to their advantage and to everyone else's. Yeah. Um, and what about on the issue of diversity? Like how do we get more people telling their own stories, like own voices obviously has been a huge movement. How do we in increase diversity in our publishing industry? It's such a tough question because <laughs> um, I study publishing as well, like I'm really done um, publishing a master's, sorry, publishing, studying a master's of publishing and communication. Um, they discuss this like a lot in my course and talking about how like it's not really relevant for where I work because we're such a small press, but um, bigger publishers are sort of led to publish similar titles 
based on how the ones like them or most like them have sold in the past. So if you get onto a roll of books by white straight men <laughs> being mm. popular and people buying them, then why would I publish a book that's not going to sell as well because it's by someone who's more diverse, for example. Or that you take a chance. I mean, I guess this is how we end exactly. up with like a flood of dystopian novels after The Hunger yeah. Games or vampire yeah. books after Twilight. Yeah, which I yeah. guess I can it... understand that from like a purely economical sense. Yeah, um, but, but it I doesn't think that's where, like, really help sorry. in the long run. Mm. Yeah. I think that's where like indie presses are doing really good things like um, Scribe and Text and I mean there's so many lots of like little independent publishers um, all around Australia but I would if I was them I'd be like really utilizing bloggers because <laughs> they've got a more diverse list of books um, than say some of the bigger publishers that are more hamstrung by shareholders and really like achieving those sales targets yeah. um, number one yeah. books and all these types of things yeah yeah, yeah, bestseller list and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, often, I mean, they're the publishers that I work with more so um, in terms of, like, reviewing their books and letting people know about them because they are those smaller voices and that's, like, important to me and important to lots of people and lots of readers. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't think there's, like, one answer I would love for there to be. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's just, like, a continuous thing and continuing to raise awareness yeah. about the things that you care about and not necessarily just what your audience is interested in. Mm. Or what you want yeah. your audience to be interested, be interested in, in buying. Yeah. 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 Um, has becoming part of this bookish community changed your reading habits in any way? Um, I think it – this might sound negative and I don't mean for it to. <laughs> I think it puts more pressure on me to read faster. Oh, I completely yes. agree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think a lot of people feel like that. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, even though I wouldn't advocate putting pressure on anyone about anything. But mm. um, yeah, I often feel like a pressure to, oh my gosh, I haven't reviewed a book in a while and I have no time and it's that whole thing because my books are such a like, big investment in time. Um, but in a way, it's really good because I want to read a lot and I've got limited time on this earth. So if I can read as much as possible in that time, then that's <laughs> going to make me happy and a better person. So. Yeah, I think it's the frequency of, um, I guess, because we're looking at our Instagrams or YouTube, whatever mm. else, blogs every day, and you're seeing, like, oh, I'd love to read that book, and, like, you know, my TBR bio is just, like, stacking up high. <laughs> um, yeah, and having the time to actually fit that in. But in a way, as I was saying before, like, I find out about so many amazing books through other book bloggers, and I love that because, I don't know, I might not necessarily know about those books or get to read them if I wasn't seeing that kind of content all the time. So... Yeah, I guess it just drives me to read more, and I love that. It's Yeah, even though it's a blog, like, it's not work or it's not a job, but if that's sort of what's entailed in having a blog, then I'm happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the same, and, like, if publishers want evidence that book bloggers are influential, they only have mm. to look at how many books I've bought since I started blogging. <laughs> like, my collection has grown. I mean, Caitlin's only been doing this, really, since the start of the year, and already, like, yeah. you've, you've really noticed a change, haven't you? Oh my god, so much. I mean, I I started an Instagram last year, but like yeah, fully the blog yeah, and everything. Yeah, the Instagram I wasn't very consistent, and I didn't really find my way with it. And I think yeah. the reason is because it it wasn't really enough. I needed to be talking, yeah. and that's how we, you know we now yeah, yeah. first blog. Now we have a podcast. Hello, like yeah, obviously I like, like talking. talking. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. yeah, but oh gosh. The yeah, and book it's like, collection you know, is insane. And <laughs> yeah, upgrading to water ceiling bookshelves and stuff like that. Exactly, but, oh, all good things. Dream, the absolute <laughs> Do you guys dream. Have, like a preference about buying online or in store? Or we actually both. Prefer? We actually both live in regional Queensland, so we don't really we have, have no a choice. proper bookshop here. We have no choice. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow, which okay. is sad yeah. because um, my like I have a I have a favorite place to shop when I visit my mum. She lives well. She still lives in a tiny little town. Where, like we yeah. live in a regional city, Rockhampton, okay. um, in central Queensland, and my mum lives in this tiny little town. Um, west of the Gold Coast so even if we want to yep. go shopping then it's still like an hour and a half into the Gold Coast but yep. I love yeah but from here it's like 10 hours oh yeah so. like obviously <laughs> it's different but if I'm visiting my mum I love 
Bookface at Pacific Fair, and I'm gonna oh, cool. I'm gonna link to them because they are awesome. Um, I'm it's it's a good and a bad thing that they weren't there when I was studying at university. Like it was bad because now I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I don't live there, but I mean, let's be honest, I was a student. I didn't have the money yeah. to spend on all those books. Um, so I if if I mean I have to buy online quite a lot. Mm. Um, or, or I'll like, cause I see my mum quite frequently, I'll wait and, and then buy like yeah. five or six She always books. comes home oh, with a stack. <laughs> I have so many no. books. So I will buy a huge haul in Brisbane at Dimmick, at that giant Dimmick's, um, or at Bookface. Um, but if I am going to buy online, my preference is now to buy through Dimmick's cause at least I know that's an yeah. Australian company and I like their rewards points as well yeah, yeah. but then like I I'm, always get money off with them it's great. oh yeah I mean I always I always have money left over the next time but I must admit I did buy my my latest uni textbook off book depository because it was just so oh, much guilt. cheaper <laughs> it was just yeah. I couldn't yeah I yeah textbooks I couldn't are sort of their own like special case aren't they I can understand yeah to get a discount on those big books but yeah I know what you mean booktopia is another good one um, oh yeah booktopia like, is great yeah and um world as well I think yeah that sounds right yeah one. but I if mean you want to kind of avoid Amazon it's kind of hard but yeah. <laughs> I am so I went both of us are so insanely jealous of people just being able to go to their local bookstore yeah like uh, when I eventually yeah, we only have like you know like big w and target whatever yeah like, like yeah. so that's only your new releases like at least I mean uh-huh. um I know Caitlin got remind me how this ends by Gabrielle Toza there when it first came out yeah. so it's not like yeah. we don't get Australian young adult there but there's just yeah. not the selection um, exactly. And like I'm so I, when I eventually come to Melbourne, um, I just can't wait to like visit readings because I keep yes. seeing and like so many little bookstores I keep seeing on Instagram and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my I'm gosh, so if you jealous. need like a list of recommendations, like let me know and I'll hit you up with it. Uh, yes, that's please. a plan. It's a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So definitely, preference would be in store, but we just don't really yeah. have an option. Yeah, we don't now. have that option. Is your preference in store? Um, yeah, I feel like I buy less books now because I get sent so many, like we were saying before, yeah. which is awesome. Again, another good problem to have. Um, but yeah, I often like go to Dimmix. There's a huge Dimmix shop on Cold Street in Melbourne, which is awesome. Um, you like descend down an escalator and so you just feel like you're in like a little, I don't know, book cave. It's oh. not the door. Oh just, my so God. Cool. Um, Can't even <laughs> yeah, imagine cool. that. That's amazing. <laughs> And, um, like, Readings, like you said, is an awesome bookshop that's just, like, curated so well. It's beautiful. It's got, like, warm light. So when it's it's really cold in Melbourne at the moment, especially if you're, like, walking on the street and you just see this, like, cozy warmth, it's, like, oh, amazing. Just drawing you in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I feel like, yeah, I do a lot of browsing online. And, yeah, I shop online at Booktopia probably more so than anywhere else. Um, But, yeah, and I love, like, my little local, sorry to say this, girls, but I love my, like, little local bookshop. to see Adele in Sydney earlier this year um, I met up with a couple of other uh, bloggers and people I know in the community at Better Red Than Dead in Newtown. Oh, I haven't been there but it's, I've heard of it and I think I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> it's so amazing I loved it so much but again I found myself looking at books and really only picking up ones like whenever I go away I'm like these are the books these are the books if I see them I want to buy them now and they're still ones that are in my head because I've seen them somewhere else or I know they're coming out from my favorite author but yeah I'm still walking around the bookshop looking at all the books but being too hesitant to take a chance on one I don't know anything about Yeah, because I mean, if you're spending that that money as well, I'm like, oh, this is because like, I mean, if people listening from overseas, 
thanks for joining us. But um, books are expensive in Australia. Yeah. And oh. it's, you know, if you're going to buy an adult book that's like, well, I've been buying a lot of nonfiction lately. That's like 35, 40 bucks for yeah. one book. Yeah. So yeah. And you want to make sure whole, you're going to enjoy it. Exactly. And then there's the whole like hardback versus paperback. Oh, yeah. So much more expensive. Yeah. 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 I recently went to New Zealand and until then I thought Australian books were really expensive but oh my gosh they're even more expensive in New Zealand I really? think it's further away but um oh, no, I didn't know like that. I'm so paperback. sorry to all the New Zealand listeners I know, if there are any I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, yeah I think like bigger paperbacks that would say like over 400 pages were like between 50 and 60 dollars I was like Whoa. <gasps> what Okay, I'm sorry for complaining. Yeah, no, I take that back. Our books are fine. (laughs) And like, we were in Auckland, so like a major city, and there was like two bookshops. So obviously, it's had an effect, which is so sad. Yeah, that is really sad because I mean, I guess then places like Book Depository, where it's cheaper, they're gonna yeah yeah. I mean, the good thing about Book Depository, though, now um, to plug it a little bit, is that they are selling more Australian young adult books and Australian books, which is great for people like I'm always recommending to like British friends and I'm like you can now get it on book depository like yeah yay you don't have to spend like a thousand dollars to ship it over shipping yeah yeah because I know a lot of people in the community were finding like a lot of British and US bloggers like would get other bloggers to send them books or Mm. would spend a fortune on shipping which I mean we have to when we buy stuff from um, yeah international shipping is a pain no matter where you're from really but like i'm so glad that our amazing aussie stories can get out a little bit easier and they're a little bit more accessible overseas like that's really exciting so talking about books um what's some that you are loving right now uh at the moment i'm reading hunger by roxanne gay which is i want to read that so that did you michelle's face just went insane Well, we were, we were discussing this with Danielle Binks um, after mm-hmm. our podcast. We were discussing the recent issues um, with mm-hmm. Mamma Mia. Um, yeah, yeah. And I must confess, I haven't read anything by Roxane Gay yet, but I yeah. most certainly will. Um, did you get to see her when she was in Melbourne or at the Sydney Writers Festival at all? Yeah, yeah. I saw her <sighs> in Melbourne this year and last year, and she is just – she's, like, my favourite author. I just haven't found anyone who I love as much. She is incredible. Um and yeah, this book, so it's her memoir. So I've read uh, Difficult Women and Bad Feminist, I think both last year, um, and absolutely loved them, but they're both, uh, well, Bad Feminist is an essay collection, and Difficult Women is like short stories of fiction. So now reading a memoir, you kind of feel like you're getting to know the person behind the writing, and it's wow. just like fascinating and engaging and amazing. Like, I don't even have the words to describe. Yeah, um, yeah I just think she's so... Uh, like necessary right yeah. now for the way that the world is and yeah I don't want to finish it because it's so good <laughs> I'm gonna link on our website I'm gonna link the two Wheeler Center podcasts I listened to there was one where she was on a panel and one mm. just by herself so I'm gonna I'll, I'll link them for people like me who weren't able to go um because those Wheeler Center episodes were amazing but if like since you've read all those three books um which are probably her most well known at the moment what would you say like if, if I want to start reading them which I do what should I start with should I start with Bad Feminist or like Hunger they're all like so they're all really different. Um, I I don't know if I'm just saying it because that's the way that I read them, <laughs> but I read Bad Feminist first, and I that's kind of what like clicked, like got me in. Um, mm. So I feel like that's a really good like gateway into her writing and like into her like style of writing and her critique of like pop culture and the internet and um, her thoughts on yeah the way that the world is. And then Difficult Women is like every short story is just like. Man. I don't know how else to describe it. It's basically like, yeah, a diverse set of women's circumstances. They're quite depressing um, and intense and quite like a challenging read. But mm. if, I don't know if you like that. Um, I feel like we do have similar tastes, so I think you're going to like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Hunger. I don't know. I feel like you want to get to know her through her other types of writing, perhaps for reading Hunger. Um, but you can start anywhere and be bored over I think yeah I don't think it would matter too much to you Michelle to be honest <laughs> but also I I did I think maybe it might have been in the Wheeler Center podcast or something I was reading where she was talking about how 
you know, she still has changed since Bad Feminist because she wrote mm. that so long ago. So I think I might start with yep. that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> um, anything else that you're loving right now? Um, well, I just finished Homegoing, by, and I can't remember the author's name, or I can't say it properly, um, which was incredible. It's like a family. You would have seen it on Instagram. That yes. Far, yep. I, um, I bought that in Better Red Than Dead. I went oh, for the cool, hardcover because yeah. it's so beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's, I've seen, like, it's got so many different covers and they're all amazing. Um, yeah, that's incredible. Um, and I recently finished Kate Tempest. This isn't new, but The Bricks That Built the Houses. Oh, I loved I that. I read that. Caitlin, I, I think, it. is, is so going to read yeah. it based on my recommendation. I loved that book. And I, yeah. I went out and bought um, Kate's poetry, um, some of her poetry afterwards which yep. I still haven't got round to because that's what I'm like as a as yeah. a book lover I was like <laughs> I buy real. this because I love it and then I don't get to read it um yeah. but yeah the bricks that built the houses was so good I loved incredible it. I cannot believe that's her first like novel I know she does so many amazing things but yeah as a like debut novel I was like wow you were incredible <laughs> and now I just feel like I'm obsessed with her like her and Roxanne Gay they're just yeah idols <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so cool um yeah. so We've kind of finished questions, but we have like one last game slash question for you. Cool. So we're Sorry. gonna play Would You Rather. <laughs> okay. So, okay, I've got the question all ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather only be able to read with a candle lit for the rest of your life or never be able to use an actual bookmark ever again? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> That's so tough. <laughs> Oh, I think I would go, this is like going against everything I've already said about my bookmarks, but I think I'd go without a bookmark because this is, I'm going to feel so much shame that sometimes I fold my pages over. (gasps) (laughs) I know, it's terrible. Oh my (laughs) goodness. See, I'm here like, I cannot do that. I would would have to go without candles, unfortunately, because I can't, I, once when I was at university, I, I mean... I was, like, with, like, a group of people and we were preparing before an exam, I think. Yeah. And one girl got her highlighter out and highlighted in her textbook, her, like, $250 textbook that we had been using all term, and I, like, literally went, like, <gasps> like that, and, like, the whole, like, ground floor of the library heard me, and I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, you can't just do that. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I get it. I get the whole, like object people loving it and I agree but I don't know I, I don't mind if my like books are sort of the spines are cracked and I've gone through it and like I don't really make notes but I kind of like the thought of a book looking like it's read like that um but I also understand the other side of the fence well, so that just seems see like, I totally I, get that because yeah. I I wish I was like that I wish I could love like pre-loved books but I I like I'm gonna be really really honest like people know that I have anxiety I talk about it online but I'm gonna get really real deep for a second when I was doing like my mental health assessment with my GP and I was telling her how anxious I got about you know my books being damaged she was like "Mm, I think I'm gonna write down that you do have some OCD tendencies there (laughs) just with the books and I had to admit that maybe like I need to let go just a little bit um but it's yeah I think ever since I lent my favorite book to someone when I was little and it came back like spines cracked pages falling out oh, and I think that might have set cool it off because you know like I've already have a tendency to be anxious so I think that just set me off and set me up for life but I love buying a secondhand book but like I have this thing about not putting my secondhand books on my bookshelf with my nice books like they go on oh, a yeah. separate bookshelf because I'm yeah. obviously <laughs> have a bit of a problem um i don't mind about you know like your spines cracked and like books looking i mean because let's I'm be never real. gonna crack the spine my, of my book my harry well, potter I, books I are very well read and they look yeah. well read okay. but i would never dog ear a page no my okay so my boyfriend <laughs> it's like the worst thing you can commit is like <laughs> my boyfriend was like oh i've never actually read harry potter like let's like it's it's okay anyway he's reading them now but he was like maybe I, he's like really really nicely was like oh, maybe I could borrow yours and I was like oh you could buy some um <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't wreck mine I, well I mean he wouldn't wreck them bless him but like 
I was just like, oh, I don't lend people books. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't. Like, yeah, I definitely. love you, but I don't lend books. <laughs> so, How did yeah. you feel when you found out he hadn't read Harry Potter? Um, well, damn it, he'd already, like, I'd already fallen for him then, so it was fine. <laughs> yeah, he's but like he's, he's obviously he's watched all the movies and stuff, but he has read, yeah. like, all of Lord of the Rings and stuff. Like, he's actually pretty – he likes reading. and So, you know, I was like, that's okay. Caitlin was a bit yeah. more shocked. I was like, Caitlin – you know, I, didn't I, I know, know what we're going to well say, <laughs> I know, but like, honestly, he, I mean, he made up for it by like buying a pug as a puppy. So whatever, Amazing. hasn't read Harry Potter, but he has a pug. So take the good with the <laughs> No, he's awesome. Like, and he'll probably be listening to this. He wants, he wants to listen to us record an episode. Yeah. And we were like, no, you can't be here because you'll make noise. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got a really bad cold, like at the time that we're recording. Aww. So we're like, you will cough in the background. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's very sweet. He takes, he helps me take um, bookstagram photos. So I mean, that's oh a, he's a keeper. Yeah, yes, so, husband, like, yeah. <laughs> so if Michelle has photos on her Instagram where her hands are in it, that means Jack that her them. boyfriend took yeah. them. Oh, yeah, I will look out for those. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's really nice. But can you just try this way, please? Like, he's yeah, so yeah. sweet. He puts up with me. Oh. But anyway, I think after oh, all that, my, my answer would be candles for the would you rather because Mm. we have smartphones now and if I'm traveling I can watch movies and stuff so even though it would break my heart not to read while I'm traveling because I do like yeah you can't hold a candle while you're like traveling that's where I learned I learned to read in a car so you know that would hurt me but also we have smartphones now so it's okay yeah we can replace (laughs) that that's fine yeah but bookmarks are gone for you Kate yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us, Kate. We really appreciate you coming on it's and we so had good. such a fun time. Thank you so much. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Better Words. If you enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, you can go find us on iTunes and subscribe so you never miss another episode. You can also leave us a review or a rating. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can find us on all the socials at Better Words Pod. Or visit our website, betterwordspodcast.com. We love you for listening. Thank you. And please join us again next week.